So, Austin, did that recent hail storm cause some damage to your vehicle? Luxury Auto Works now brings you Austin's Luxury Auto Body for all of your collision and hail repair needs. We take all major insurance and provide same-day appointments and guarantee our work. Luxury Auto Works is your European dealership alternative for service and repair needs. BMW, Mercedes, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Audi. To book your appointment today for collision, hail, service, and repair needs. That's Luxury Auto Works. From the 102.7 ESPN studios in Austin, Texas, this is the Jeff and Ed Show. Welcome back to our little show. This is Jack Farrell filling in. Wait, you're not Jeff. I am not Jeff, and you are not Ed. I'm not Ed. Your usual hosts will be back at some point. We don't know when. I believe they're both dealing with a little bit of uh, uh, illnesses and, right. and medicals. It is that time of year, mm-hmm. but we will be filling in for you on these ESPN Airways from 4 to 6. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Unfortunately, nobody wants to work yeah, anymore. No, Brandon's not here. Gone. Jeff's not here. Gone. Ed's not here. It's, a, it's really a darn shame what's happening to our country here, but so we got a lot of uh, we got some news and nuggets to talk about today. Got some uh, extensions and, and hirings in the NFL mm-hmm. world. Going to talk some TB12 shifting over to the booth. Oof. But how are y'all doing today? How are you today, Sawyer? Back, back for two more back, hours. Back for two more hours. So, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed the 11 to 1, guess who's here? 4 to 6. Uh, fantastic today. How are you, Jack? I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you in a while. I've missed you. It was great. Over the how was the holidays? How are the families? Families are good. Holidays are good. Uh, yeah, it's, it was I, back to normal. It's nice when everybody goes on vacation. All the the stars of the shows go mm. on vacation, and we get to. I'm like bed bugs in here. They can't get rid of me. But uh, back to normal. Back to my lowly board operator self. Uh, but mm. it's good to be here today. Got the call. Happy to happy to be in. The Seattle Seahawks have a new coach. Yes, they do. They went from the the old man Pete Carroll. But Pete Carroll, I know he's an old guy, but he was always he's spry. He's spry and and, spry. and spunky. Uh huh. And now they're going uh, hard the other way to a very young coach. R.I.P. to Orbit Gumstock in the Northwest up there. You know it's going to take a real hit. I could hear it through the TV. Yeah, I could smacking <laughs> on it, dude. <laughs> We've got Garrett Wilson, the NFL star here, producing yo, for yo. us. It's incredible. Doing well. I'm doing well. It's a, it's a Wednesday, and I'm doing well. So. I'm going to blow up your spot. Showed up late to a meeting earlier. Oh, no, no, no. Traffic on 183, down to one lane. It was awful. I dodged a bullet then. It was a full hour. It was rough. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks have hired their new head coach after moving on from Pete Carroll. Hard to believe. I yeah. mean, just imagining a football world without Pete Carroll being the head coach of some team. I mean, obviously coached a dynasty, a vacated dynasty at mm-hmm. USC and then Seattle for well over a decade, but they have hired Mike McDonald. What a fool, who, uh, was the pilot of a pretty damn excellent defense over Absolutely. in Baltimore. Throughout oh, I this thought year. we were talking Doobie Brothers. That too. They were just here. I know. I went. It was great. Was I had great? a full day of Michael McDonald. I saw him uh, try to give his best on defense, and then uh, let me tell you, other Michael McDonald still got it. <laughs> Guy gets up there. If you ever want to do a perfect Michael McDonald, you just Google any Doobie Brothers song lyrics, and then take a fistful of peanut butter and scrape it against the roof of your mouth, and then that's how you sound just like the Doobies. You know, I uh, in in other rock and roll impressions, you know how you do an ACDC impression? Uh, stick a fork in a. You just. Uh, Pick the title of a song and then scream it, and that's how the song really goes. That's pretty good. 
No, every single ACDC song. Just think of the name, yell the title. That's mm. how the song goes. Oh my goodness, you've changed my mind. But yeah, the Baltimore. I'm mean, obviously coming off that extremely disappointing loss. Extremely disappointing loss. But, but if but, one thing was going well for him in that game, it was that defense after about the first quarter. Yeah, it was 17 to seven at the half. Chiefs didn't score for the rest of the game. That's no, pretty did. impressive. I mean, the best quarterback in the league, the best. One of the best offenses year in and year out in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really move the ball, so Seattle is uh, one of the first ones they young. punted five times in a row. Is that true? Yes. Wow. But Seattle going uh, now the youngest coach in the NFL, Mike yeah, McDonald. 36. So there's still time for us, boys. Look around the room. We could still get one of these jobs. <laughs> you can still land the uh, the NFL. I could I could be Get me in Washington. I could be a pretty terrible OC. Yeah. I could probably do exactly what Brian Ference does in Iowa. I could score 10 points a game. That's easy peasy, right up the middle. But also, uh, Kellen Houston Moore Texans. Getting jobs. Yeah. They may, uh, may have touched on this. It kind of came through right towards the end of the show, but the Texans uh, were able to retain their uh, offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, and, and quarterback, quarterback coach, Gerard Johnson. Johnson. So that very big for the Texans, very big for CJ Stroud. Uh, just can't say, you know, say enough yeah. good things about what D'Amico Ryans did uh, in. Year one. Yeah, happy D'Amico Day to all who celebrate. It's been one year since we hired D'Amico. Things, it's very odd to be sitting in such a good position as a fan of the Houston Texans. Things generally don't go well for that franchise. Two rookie Pro Bowlers? Yeah. <laughs> Two? We talk about the Pro Bowl. That's the, the worst thing about the NFL playoffs is you have to wait. A whole week for the Super You have to wait two weeks Am for the I Super crazier? Bowl? Was there a period of time the Pro Bowl happened after the Super Bowl? I Didn't it? There was a period of time I feel like the Pro Bowl was like a week after the Super Bowl or something like that when they'd all go out to Hawaii. I know it used to be in Hawaii and now it's or in like Orlando. Orlando. Mm-hmm. So that's the a, Hawaii of the continental United States. Did you know that. that's the slogan? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a, a well-known thing when you're thinking Orlando. You're like, oh, it's the Hawaii of Hawaii the, the U.S. The contiguous <laughs> United, United States. States. But with the Texans, uh, yes, C.J. Stroud was named to the Pro Bowl, as were all other 32 NFL quarterbacks. Yes. Yep. I don't understand the Pro Bowl. It seems like Gardner Minshew was named to the Pro Bowl. It seems like every single player on it. Vince Young is a two-time Pro Bowler. Yeah. How, do you, how does that Gardner work? Gardner makes sense because he is the ultimate backup. So when someone that is a starter in the Pro Bowl steps out, Gardner Minshew should always be the shoe-in. Uh, yeah. Gardner Minshew is... Uh, it was a fun year for the Colts until their yeah. hopes were dashed upon Three thousand yes. yards. Mm, that's not yes. bad. It's fine, but mm. like if that's an all star, yeah, like, that's yeah. your all star. It's a guy that was seriously overperformed, though. Okay, what other quarterbacks like in the AFC did do better? I guess Trevor, maybe. I've put Trevor really Lawrence on to the, to yeah. the end of the year, but he was hurt too. He had mm-hmm. that AC joint. Joey issue. B is hurt right now too. Can't throw a football. I mean, really, it gets kind of. Y- y- You've run out of options there, quarterback in the AFC for Pro Bowlers. Yeah, but you, when you have people stepping out, and it, I, I guess Mahomes can't, can't be in play. it because he's in the Super Bowl, you have that issue. They had to start making those guys play. <laughs> it's flag football. All right, bud? I do appreciate that they're trying to retool it and trying to make it something else. You have a mm-hmm. few more like skills events. You have the flag football thing. That's fun. We're going to care about flag football in 2028. Is it 2028? It's not this year. It's the LA Olympics. Okay. But yeah, flag football into the Olympics. I think that we should. Gold medalist. I think we should have a rule for that where you're not allowed to play anything but 
Like you're not allowed to play your position if you're an oh, NFL player. Okay, there you I mean, go. we're going to wash everybody, and it's not going to be close because we're the only good. country that really plays football. That's true. Lamar at running back. Yeah, Ooh. do something fun like that. Like give the other team a 14 point lead. <laughs> I think they would be fine. Yeah, it was like that when the Texans went up by like 24 on the Chiefs. That was the fakest 24. Yeah, let's point not lead talk ever. about it. why are we bringing up old S like that. Yeah, sorry about that. Back <laughs> the Watson era. Uh, who would have thought Deshaun Watson likes it from behind? You know. All right. Moving on. Oh, there's that. But yeah, NFL. Is is the Pro Bowl the worst all-star game? I mean, I, they did the dodgeball thing. Now they're doing flag football. I mean, there's no af- room for O-line. After Sean Taylor killed a punter, I, I, it really was all downhill. And I understand there's really, like an exhibition football game is one of the worst ideas ever. Mm-hmm. Unless, I mean, I get it for like the Senior Bowl. You're still trying to, that's like a whole that different element. But, but a pure, a these guys are playing for nothing. Bowl. In a football game, the most dangerous sport on earth, mm-hmm. it's, there, I mean, there's really no point. So it's I understand the from the player's perspective, all-star games are always for the kids, but I just, I feel like the NFL probably has the worst mm-hmm. all-star weekend. I mean, I like the, the their quarterbacks thrown to targets. I like, I like the, the idea of, of doing dodgeball. That's kind of fun. It's like a celebrity game show, basically. The NBA All-Star got pretty crummy there for a while, but then they started doing the uh, final score in the fourth quarter, the and then when right. the guys yeah. really turn it up is pretty good. But yeah, for the, I mean, they're not playing defense. It's just a dunk fest. I, I like, I like the, the idea of drafting players, but mm. it just never... Really, they're not even doing that anymore. No, they're going, they're going back to back east to west, to east-west, wow. which is also tough because... MLB. The West is always more stacked. Yeah, MLB is fun because uh, winner gets home field advantage. I, they the just changed. They changed it. Ago, oh, throw it all away. As as a fan of uh, winning, really should get dumb, to do bad PEDs. ideas in sports. <laughs> yeah, I liked the idea that whoever won the All Star game got to host mm. the or got home field in the World Series because that's just obviously asinine and a terrible idea. So might as well go for it. It's the same reason why I'm a big fan of the fumbling through the end zone rule. I think that's a great rule because people get mad about it. Yeah. And it's very silly. It's a nice discussion piece. But yeah, I mean, the NBA, the, they have the three-point contest. The dunk contest used to be good. It's mm-hmm. been... It's kind of gone back into the... It was really no great one during that's the worthwhile really wants to do yeah, it they, anymore. They let a guy who wasn't even in the NBA win, win it last it. year. Mac McClung, Texas Tech Red Raider and Georgetown Hoya. Mac McClung won the dunk, conti- dunk contest as a non-participant in the league. <laughs> so they really yeah, should bring the like and one guys in. Yeah, the mixtape yeah, guys. Yeah, I think that's what they've talked about is bringing in like professional dunkers, dunkers. against NBA players just to like see what good. that looks like. The three-point contest is great. Uh, the skills challenge is fine. The M- the MLB, I liked when I mean, they were doing the uh, baseball as the home run derby. That's a home run in every sense of the word. It's they used to do like fantastic. rookie rookie sophomore, but now they kind of do like yeah, rising stars, rising yep, stars versus like the guys from out of the country. Yeah, they they did that for a bit. <sighs> team World versus yeah. Team U.S. I guess fellas. But in the three point contest this year, they're getting Sabrina Ionescu, the star for the New York Liberty. I want to say she played mm-hmm. college basketball at Oregon. Was a Superstar, I think she's doing a three-point contest against Steph Curry. So that's that's something. Sweet. That's a battle of the sexes. I just think I, I know you said the NHL has a good uh, All-Star weekend, but I'm not yeah, too familiar with it's what all they do. Right. The NFL, it's just it's a complete dud of a week right before the the biggest TV event of the year, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Is very true. That's why you should watch the NHL All-Star game this weekend. <laughs> it's going on. This the, week? It's this weekend. Log. Um, Do we carry that or is that TNT? Uh, or I think it'll probably be on TNT. I imagine ESPN is going to get the Pro Bowl this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
with also on ESPN this weekend, you can catch uh, Duke versus North Carolina. Nice. That's going to be on the third there at 515. What a game. North, uh, yeah. yeah, that's always a fun one. Well, North game. Carolina just took a pretty bad loss to Georgia Tech last right. night. But speaking, I want to maybe a little bit of college basketball. Uh, Texas mm-hmm. uh, on what Monday lost in a extreme heartbreaker to Houston. It was all the way down to the wire, went to OT. And I am worried about the state of Texas basketball. I think they've been playing much better recently. Obviously, a yes. couple of big wins. A couple of big losses in the media, though. Yeah, the horns down. Oh, we can talk about that, too, the horns down thing. Put it in reverse, Terry. But with Coach Terry dropping this one to Houston, they've now dropped two in a row, had a tough loss against BYU in which the defense just looked poor. They were getting back cut. I think they were looking too far ahead. Sniped out. And BYU's a good team. That's not a bad loss. They were not favored in that game. Covered the spread against Houston. It was Houston minus 4.5. They lost by four. But But with Texas... Now you're you're below 500 in conference. Yes, three the and five. Big 12 is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You and got it, two more ranked games coming up. 25 TCU. They're going on the road to TCU on and Saturday. Oklahoma. We already I beat believe. Oklahoma. I think we would play them again. But we though. got yes. Iowa State yeah. first, and they're ranked as well. So with the Big 12, Who just beat Kansas. The the way they do calculations for you know bracketology and BPI and all of these things is really weird. A, a loss in the Big 12 could actually. Help you? Yes. So we that, did play in the toughest conference. I believe right now they have us as a fifteenth seed. Is it that bad? I yeah. Last I saw it was ten. But I'm, I'd rather just not make the tournament than be a. Now nah, come on, seed. let's go shock the world. We can knock out one of these other top seeds in a lesser conference. But for Texas upcoming, they sit at fourteen and seven. They have to go on the road to TCU. They will play host to Iowa State, who is number twelve in the country right now. That one next Tuesday. Then you host a game you. Absolutely must win in seven and thirteen West Virginia. Yes. Then you go on the road to Houston. Uh, you host Kansas State. Then you go back to back on the road at Kansas and at Texas Tech, who's That's having a, a very good That's season. Very very brutal. Oof. And you still have to play Baylor and Oklahoma again. Yeah, and then we got to face a lot of these teams again in the Big 12 tournament. I think that's where we really got to make it count and kind of bounce some of these better teams if we want any chance of going dancing. Other, at least two wins or three in the tournament. Yeah, two, two. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to win the games that are that you're supposed to win. You know, yes. you're hosting games against Unreal. Because we have, teams. You have to lost take care of some of those games we were yeah. supposed to win. And one of those was Tech when they shot the lights out, and Tech has turned out to be a much better team mm-hmm. than uh, West Virginia was to. very bad. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, but I feel like Rodney Terry has kind of settled in. And f- the thing about the transfer portal era mm-hmm. is you come in and you have all these players and no continuity. Yeah. Like uh, that that first, well, the only Chris Beard team, uh, a lot of those guys came back for a second year. You don't really have that luxury this year. Dylan DeSue is going to be out of the door. Uh, I believe he's out of eligibility. Brock Cunningham, I think he still has a few more years of eligibility left, Brock Cunningham. Really? Wow. No. (laughs) The 10th year senior. I think he's my age, and he's still in school. Heck yeah. Mm. Get your doctorate, fella. Hey, man, if I got a free doctorate from the University of Texas, I'd be sitting sitting pretty. I'd feel pretty good about that, but... This team, uh, it's taken a while to gel. I feel like uh, some of the transfers have not totally panned out the way that you thought mm-hmm. they were going to be. Some of those guys not making as much an impact, like uh, Ethel Horton or uh, the UTEP big man. Yes, it's just kind of not no sure, not been anything. Factor. I think Coach Terry has done a, a good job figuring out some of those rotations. I mean, what you've gotten out of Kendall Weaver recently has been huge. Mm-hmm. He was, I mean, a huge part of that game, cutting off. Uh, 
shed for Houston. Attempting to, at least. Yeah, well, I mean, he went off, but down the stretch in overtime, I don't think he had a basket in overtime. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a really good job denying him the ball. Uh, Max Aismas has been... Very I mean, good. He, 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 he bails you out of possession sometimes. Put it all on the line in that uh, fourth quarter there for the Horns. But with Shedrick, he's clearly not 100%. That back's no. still bothering him. He went down again against uh, Houston for a little bit. And uh, I think something's up with Ty, uh, Tyrese Hunter. Yeah, I he's got like. these calf cramps constantly. Yeah. And they thought they fixed it with diet and all this stuff. But, I mean, apparently not. I mean, he missed time in that uh, U of H game as well. And I think Terry's doing a great job. Of playing with what the pieces he's got. Size was an issue last season, and size continues to be an issue this season, where you, you're either shooting it from way beyond the arc to get over these guys, or you're just getting fly swatted on the way to the rim. And it's just brutal the abuse these guys take trying to get buckets. And it doesn't help when you're playing, you know, top 15 caliber teams every night. <laughs> the, the, and with the way that the AP poll operates, it's like you have to drop teams. Oh, you lost. Two games this week, we're gonna have to drop you a few spots. But you lost those games against you know top fifteen Kansas and Houston, and those are top teams in the country. So the Big Twelve, realistically, I mean, every single almost not I mean not like West Virginia, but almost every single team in this conference has been ranked at some point. Yeah, should be a tournament team and could make a deep run. Like a lot of these teams should Mm -hmm. win two games to get to a Sweet Sixteen. So that's hard. The cards are stacked against you in that regard, and every game, every night, there's no nights off. But you're getting killed the same ways a lot of the time, like you said, with, with they can't rebound very well. No. And it, when it's just a Sue out there, he's pretty slow-footed defensively on the perimeter, but he's, I mean, what he brings on the offensive end, you can't. He's your second-best offensive player. I mean, Max Aismas can just hit a shot from anywhere. Anywhere. But Dylan DeSue, when he's on, he's pretty unstoppable. We saw that in the tournament last year. We've seen it uh, throughout this season. The three-point shots come along for him, uh, continues to improve as as he gets older. But uh, it's been a tough season, and there's, I mean, you have to, you don't get to play Kansas at home. You got one game against them on the road. You still have to go to Houston. Yes, that's going to be very tough. You got to go to Baylor, and Texas uh, in recent years just doesn't beat Baylor in basketball. And Lubbock. Yeah, that's hard. still have to go to Lubbock in uh, what will be the final time Texas plays Texas Tech, Tech in basketball. So they hate us because um, we Good. took their bad coach. And hey, we fell on that sword for y'all. All right, you're welcome. Hey, who would have thought that <laughs> Mark Adams and Chris Beard, like two years after the fact, would both just not be there anymore? Yeah, no. But with Coach Terry, uh, I I know we had the thing against UCF with the horns down, which I we can t- t- discuss a little bit on the other side, but. That was obviously a bad look, but I have been happy with the buttons that he's been pushing, uh, sliding Brock Cunningham out of the rotation a little bit more, giving Kendall Weaver more minutes. He's been just, he just does stuff. And in college basketball, you always need a few guys that just do stuff. And what he, like, flying for loose balls, going and crashing the boards, uh, playing defense, denying guys the ball, just doing the dirty work. I'm a big fan of what Kendall Weaver's done. um, But... It's just a just a tough path ahead for the Texas Longhorns basketball team. It's okay. We can always look forward to the fact that the UT baseball season starts in about three weeks. <laughs> hey, you can catch me at the dish all the time. I oh, buddy, I already got home opener tickets. Let's go. Yeah, come on. Always mooch off my dad, a season ticket holder. Oh, wow. You can't but, shell out the $4 sitting <laughs> out of the dish. I got the worst sunburn of my entire life sitting out in those general admission seats. Good thing. And then I had to go home and watch Texas lose to Purdue in the <sighs> tournament by death by a thousand free throws. Yes. But 
going to the dish. Some some news there too. Uh, projected starting first baseman has decommitted. Re- well, retired. Yeah, retired. Retired for yeah. personal reasons. So more to discuss there mm-hmm. with tex- Texas at basketball. We've got plenty of time. We're going all the way to six here, filling in for Jeff and yeah. Ed. This is Jack Sawyer and Garrett. We'll be back on the other side. You are listening to one zero two seven ESPN. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. Check out the podcast page at 1027ESPN.com. Now back to the Jeff and Ed Show. Boys are back. Hey, a little back-to-back back right there. Back in the saddle. Back in town. This is Jack. This is Sawyer. This is Garrett filling in for uh, for Jeff and Ed here today. They should be back. We think, we're thinking next Soon? week, right? We, <laughs> nobody Friday? told us. Friday? Maybe. Friday? I think Friday. But we are here with you from 4 to 6 today going all the way through your Afternoon drive home from work. Yeah. I mean, you're just cruising around this beautiful city. Yeah, well, you're out there on the 5. But we got a. We have to talk about Tom Brady. He's uh He's taking. He's taking Greg Olson's job. Criminal. Which I think is uh, is sad. I get. I mean, you're throwing money at Tom Brady. You got to. A lot get of him money. You can't get him doing the. But uh, I think Greg Olson's pretty pretty great. It's been too, the best sure. one all season. I would agree. That Tony Romo gets a lot of love. Understandably, mm-hmm. he uh, he was great that first year. Cowboys fans love your your Tony Romo, but. He's just kind of gotten, he's phoned it in a little bit, I feel. I, I think he was told to stop calling out plays, plays which yeah. I don't totally understand why. I get why the coaches might not why watch not? it, but yeah. if you're in the middle of a game... That's not really going to affect anything. Yeah, the the film, I mean, and the film's out there anyway. But I mean, I do that all the time. You can tell just by like looking at how a team lines up and what down it is and all that. You're like, well, oh, this is clearly a run, this is clearly a pass. I don't think Tony was really breaking anything. Special you know, there. like, oh, watch the end zone fade. It's like, yeah, it's Mike Evans. Of yeah. course, he's going to get targeted with an end zone fade. But uh, he will be in on Fox, right? It'll be him and Kevin Burkhart yes. taking over, which I, I don't love. I think Greg Olson was great. Brady Burkhart, good an alliteration there. That is. But I, I think Tom Brady will do just fine in the booth. Oh, yeah, the guy's pretty wherewithal. Where are you at, Garrett? His side. First, his first games might be a little rough, but sure. I, I think he'll he'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, I think the analysis is going to be great. I think he'll... The way he talks about football, just in interviews and things, Right. Uh, he's obviously a genius. In, in order to be the greatest quarterback of all time yeah, with his athletic profile, seven you kind of have to be a genius. Uh, but Tom Brady has always... I said before the show, he, I don't, I, he might not be a human being. I know. He, that's what I'm saying. He's just so... Sterile. Week one. He's like a Ken doll. The Fox NFL robot breaks through that logo and finally takes off the helmet. By God, it's Tom Brady. But uh, is that was, Tom Brady's music? We got some stuff uh, of, of Brady on McAfee. That's what's, right. what's he discussing? Is he talking about the Belichick thing, or is he talking about stepping in the booth here? He's stepping in the booth here, and and, and this is the this is the sound about a minute long here. So, hit it. I've been out to Fox Studios a few times and done some some really dry runs with Kevin, who's tremendous at what he does. Oh, Brady, I'm super excited guy. to join an amazing team, um, Rich Russo, Rich Russo and Richie Zions. Um, you know, we've we've talked a lot about football. We've talked a lot about how I see the game, and I think Greg's done an incredible job. I have so much respect for him, how he approaches his job. He's super prepared in what he does. 
Um, I think he does an incredible job every time he's on. I love listening to him. Um, and, and I'm just going to go in there and do the best I can do with my own perspective. And I certainly have had a unique vision and perspective of the game of 23 years. And hopefully I just can provide some insight to all the viewers yeah. and all the fans. Who yeah. Love the I'd game. Say it's love unique. The sport. Yeah. Yeah. Unique. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. It's unique. You know, I've been a part of a lot of, you know, I've been a part of a lot of Super Bowls, championship games. I've had some, you know, seasons right. that didn't go the way we wanted. I have some injuries. I was undrafted rookie. I've seen guys come in with great expectations and not meet it. I've seen underdogs like Julian Edelman come along and make it. Blah, so, blah, 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 again, blah. I think I've had 23 years of just observing. And I, I get to go on now and speak to a wider audience. And I used to probably use my body and my brain out there and people would see me kind of lead the team down the field and now i get to do that in a different way using my voice okay so i can't wait for him to uh rip kevin burkhart's ass on a missed call <laughs> like he used to do his teammates on the sideline he's like you really thought you really thought they were going for it there yeah i mean that soundbite i feel like kind of encapsulates what you're going to get from tom brady it's very matter plain. of fact it's very matter of fact Vague. i i feel like there is something to being as a as a color commentator, you, you want to bring mm. a little bit more flavor. I mean, look. I mean, look at the image. Look at Bra the background. Yeah, Brady's doing this in his kitchen, and I know for a fact the only thing in that fridge is Adrenochrome, <laughs> TB12 supplements. Yeah, but it's four ovens. It's a yeah. That's a the other thing. Four and ovens. And four what the ovens. hell? So I don't know. Dude, I, Tom did I'm do skeptical. One. I feel like this is we've seen, uh, especially in basketball, some like all time greats go into the booth and just absolutely Mess not the have it. I mean, like Magic Johnson was mm -hmm. not good no, as a, no. as a as neither was Isaiah Thomas. He was even worse as an executive. But yeah, oh my God, yeah. Just I am I'm wondering. But I mean, Greg Olson was a tight end, a very good tight end in the NFL yes, for years. Career tight end, very good. But I just I'm 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 worried about it. I'm somebody that cares a lot about the broadcast team. I will mute games. Yeah, as a red zone fan, I'm I'm glad I'll still get Greg. You know, like yeah. you, the A games are always um, and Scott Hanson. Be, yeah, our baby Scott Hanson, our baby Scott. But uh, you know, I mean, the one thing I always give Tom credit on is he did it right. You know, middle of his life, got divorced, moved to Florida. <laughs> every every guy's dream won a Super Bowl. That was great. He yeah. uh, <laughs> he really nailed it. That, that like, was that was hey, the best. Keep the kids up in the north. That was the best prediction I've ever had. I was when that whole thing was unfolding when he said he was going to come back. Uh, which still maybe happened because Schefter scooped him. Mm -hmm. I think Jason Kelsey might be doing the same thing. Yeah. Where he was uh, immediately retired after the game, and then Kelsey was like, well, maybe not. Maybe yeah. I'm going to come back. I don't think he's going to come back to Philly if he does. That, you know, it's sick. He's going to go Chiefs, sign with the Chiefs. Chiefs uh, blow it. Chiefs blow it in the Super Bowl. And they say, you know, we Travis, need a center. Yeah, he's, he's a very good, good center. Move your center over to guard or something like that, you know? Move Travis to guard. Or Kel Jason to guard. But, uh, yeah, dude, the Kelsey boys ride one more time. Tom Brady coming out of retirement to go, what, 8-9? and 9-8? Nine? Nine and eight? Yeah, it wasn't a good 9-8. and eight, uh, It was a salty 9-8 and eight, and then getting bounced by the Cowboys. Yeah. Just a, a weird... You should have left it at that Rams game. That Rams game, what an incredible attempt at a comeback that just fell just short for a 44-year-old man that should not have been d still doing this. I feel like comebacks like that usually don't work out. I mean, I guess mm -hmm. it kind of worked for Gronk. He just came in, won a Super Bowl, got and out. got out. But, uh, I mean, like my, when Michael Jordan was on the Wizards, he was still pretty good. But, yes. I mean, you see that also, now with LeBron. It's, just, it's weird when somebody retires and comes back. But with Tom Brady stepping into the booth, I have my reservations. Uh, I think it's 
I understand why the move happened, but for Fox, yeah, just to be I like, know, well, he's the greatest player of all time. 340 million reasons why that move happened. throw 340 million dollars at him and see if we can get in. And I also think it's tough when you had somebody like Greg Olson emerge. I mean, Greg Olson's doing fine. He's a mm-hmm. retired NFL it very just, good. And I mean, maybe it speaks for the stat, like status, status, state. There it is. Um, of where commentary in the NFL is. You know, uh, you look at Al Michaels now. I mean, the life and love has left his eyes. And I mean, I don't blame him. I don't love Kirk Herbstreet either. I don't love the games they give me on Thursday. Um, I mean, well, Kirk Herbstreet, it's just bizarre hearing him do an NFL game. Yes. It's like uh, Chris Fowler called uh, an NFL game. I believe I don't think it was a, one of the wild cards. I think it was a late in the regular season, one of those NFL Network games that was played on like a Saturday. But mm-hmm. hearing Chris Fowler or Rich Eisen when Rich Eisen fantastic. does the London games, yeah. I'm like, what are we doing here? It's just bizarre to hear them in the NFL. It's bizarre to hear her then, in the NFL. I and then love him on uh, ESPN and uh, college games. Collinsworth and uh, Tariko don't have that same chemistry they used to have. Like I tell you, Al, uh, I don't mind Collinsworth. I like Collinsworth, but I don't think he has the same juice. No, a guy. Uh, he doesn't have that same gusto with, uh, you know, it was really terrible. I can't get behind it. I'll turn it off. I don't even watch the game. It's whenever they put Jason Garrett up there. That's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> yeah, he's, who knew you could be worse at something than coaching, Jason? I, 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 I let it slide when they'd give you five seconds of airtime on the NBC pre-show, but... Horrible. And then, uh, I mean, the only guys that really still have it are, and people hate Joe Buck. I have a friend. I think he's unfounded. I have a friend that absolutely despises. I don't really entirely get it, especially when you hear that he was horse in a World Series because he was addicted to getting hair plugs and he lost his voice <laughs> screaming getting hair plugs. But uh, him and, uh, you know, Troy have a great. They're probably the last great duo, and uh, it took a ton of money to get them to do that. You I know? would say Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson were a pretty great. We're duo. good, but uh, I, I, yeah, I think Joe Buck. I think the Joe Buck thing is like people tell you Unfounded you're supposed to hate Joe Buck, so uh-huh. you just kind of do. Uh, but I guess Brady could kind of occupy that Troy Aikman because Troy's not particularly. I mean, he'll, he'll let it loose a little bit. Especially when he's talking, calling a Cowboys game. I love that. He really takes him out to the woodshed every time. I like that. When a former player is just like mad. Ripping at their, his yeah, team. That's pretty great. But Brady going into the booth, ousting. They took our jobs for Greg Olson. Just another guy that hates being around his kids. Clearly, that's what this shows me is he wants to get away from those kids. The man loves football. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady is just a football guy. His first kid's middle name is just, football. I, I would... I would believe you if, you, <laughs> if that were actually true. Kissing those kids, but it's <laughs> weird. But Tom Brady, he's, he's just never struck me as a guy. He's just like football robot, and he has been for his whole life. He's always a politician. Like he, you can't get an opinion out of Tom Brady. No, it's like no. even years Wear after a certain hat, but you can. Get <laughs> <laughs> but like I mean, and he does it right. He does the political stuff way better than Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, because you know that man is just as conservative, if not more. But uh, he's not going on McAfee and calling celebrities pedophiles. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, sorry that that's your quarterback, Garrett Wilson. No, 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 no. It, it's it's fine. It's fine. I, I, so I, why I, as I'll you line up on the right side of the field? Yeah, yeah unfortunately. But yeah, to, back to Tom Brady. Just he never has felt like a, a personality. He's never given an answer on any of the Belichick stuff. No, he's uh, he's always avoided that question. He's always just kind he's of ride or like, die with Rob though, Kraft. That's true. We got some uh, stuff on Brady and Belichick. Like the only time I ever thought 
saw Brady as like a, a human being, as like a guy, was when he got super drunk after the Super Bowl that yeah, one time. Yeah, that was sick. And was throwing around the trophy. trophy. And then when you have the seven of those, you're allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Aren't they like unrelated Lombardies or something? It's something like they are so far away from yeah. the actual but Vince. Bra- I mean, when you have seven of them, I feel like yeah. you can kind of do whatever, do whatever you want. You was want it Gronk that dented one when he I swung it so. like a baseball bat? But anyway, like this is what I mean with Tom Brady. We got him talking about Belichick where he just won't commit either way to what is that why you left was it the falling out with belichick do you think he's kind Bill of a dictator like da, da, da. he just uh well anyway, I'll, I'll let tom state his own case here when you're 40 years old and you've won six super bowls and you're already being called the goat was there anything to you getting to the point of just being sick like i'm tired of bill belichick talking to me like i'm a 23 year old because that was kind of the lingering at the end of your time at new england is that although you had been the guy that just was hey i'm one of the guys even though you never were i respect the fact that you viewed yourself as one of the guys having drinks with the boys taking care of the boys hanging out with the boys like everything you did that i've heard is like incredible teammate and you didn't have to and for as long as you did it phenomenal stuff that's why everybody says hi but at the end of your time with bill did there come a time where you're like all right, Bill, I'm sick of this. Okay, I am a father now. I've made it. Is that real? Or do you think a lot of this stuff that kind of got said at the end of your run at New England with you and Bill kind of got taken out of context or kind of misunderstood? Yeah, I think there was, I think, first of all, I didn't, you said like, oh, you know, to be one of the guys. That's what I always enjoyed more than anything about playing competitive sports was what I was doing with the guys. So none of that felt like that was a stretch for me. I loved hanging out with my teammates in the locker room and feeling like I was completely vulnerable, you know, to go in there and express how I felt. And what you saw in the field was very much who I was. I think the challenging part is you get off the field and you go out to a restaurant and you go, you know, somewhere and you feel like, oh, I have to, Come on, Tom. you know, you're not in the protected environment. I felt like in those locker rooms, I was very protected. I was surrounded by people that loved what I loved. And, and, and obviously my respect for coach Belichick is, is pretty well documented. He was an incredible leader and coach for our team. And I tried to do my best every single day that I took the field. I knew that he did the same thing. And I think that's why I respected his coaching so much. So when I toward the later part of my career, I really think there was so much people just trying to create some division um, that some of it, most of it wasn't was untrue. Um, but it's just the way the world works. Some and naturally, yeah. I think division from within is a big problem in these team environments. And I don't like seeing any dysfunction in team environments. I, I want everyone seeing things through one set of eyes, through one goal, through one vision, one mission, what we're trying to do with Noble. And I've got a great leader in Mike Rapoli who's Gonna, gonna create that vision for for what we plan to do in our expansion and our growth. Well, you and Coach, do you guys, you guys got roommates? You all got roommates? I've had roommates. Had roommates too. Yeah. Yeah. What's the longest you ever live with someone? Two years. Two years. A year and a half. A year and a half. You know, it could be your best friend, and at a certain point, you find the tiniest thing to hate about that person. Yeah. And I yeah. guarantee you, when you spend, how long was he with Belichick? Twenty, like 20 years. Three. Yeah. About twenty years. At a certain point, someone's going to rub you the wrong way. And I do completely agree with the fact that I guarantee you Tom Brady doesn't hate Bill Belichick, and I guarantee you he respects the hell out of him as a coach. But towards the end of that run there, I bet he was pretty damn tired of Belichick the GM. 
That's what I mean. That's the whole reason those teams started to fall apart. Is for is a while the there they could personnel decisions. Yeah, they could retool. They would be able to reload. You look at when they had their most down season. Um, I'm trying to think. It was 2007, and it was after the first three Super Bowls. They reload that next year. They go get Randy Moss, and then they start breaking records. They were able to constantly retool, but Bill lost his fastball as a GM, and it severely hindered Tom's career at the end. And I, I so think he throwing pick sixes in the playoffs to the Titans. I think that's why uh, Belichick had to go for the Patriots now. I yeah. think he could still coach a team, and they would be very good. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has forgotten how to coach football. But if you look at some of the, some all of the Patriots draft picks over the last few years, they there's just some missed. bad misses. We thought Mac Jones was it, and then we're like, it, every I year, I mean, playoffs that year. I'm, I still think Christian Gonzalez is going to be very good at corner. We did not get a full season oh, yeah. with him. And every so often he hits, but I mean, all these wide receivers, they miss. Like Nikhil what, Harry. What, what you're signing, the guys you're bringing in, you brought in an Aguilar, you brought in uh, Delaney Walker way too late in his career. Did I you? mean, yeah. I mean, you just, you, you, I think that Bill got bored and wanted to see how hard can I make this for myself. Because <laughs> what's crazy is he loses Matthew Judon this year, he loses Christian Gonzalez, and somehow... That defense got better as the season went on. They held that Chargers team to six points in a loss. There was a there was a three week stretch. No one scored double digits on that Patriots defense, and they are ass, undoubtedly ass, is what that Patriots team was. But no one in that locker room quit on that guy. It's incredible. And going back to the Brady answer, it's just always a non-answer. Uh huh. With Tom Brady, he immediately just started talking about how it's good to be a teammate. And it's good to be in a locker room, and which just wasn't the, the question. And I feel like that's going to kind of bleed into the broadcasting, where he's just kind of play both just sides. Just kind of waffle, or yeah. just w- when something happens, he's just going to be like, "Well, it's a great team they got here." <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm sad. I think uh, Burkhart and Olson were one of the most fun tandems that we've had in a while. Absolutely, I thought they could have been a team for 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 years, but. I agree with what people are saying. You know how they, because it uh, depends on which of the big three networks has the Super Bowl that year. It yep. rotates. Uh, so this year we are with Nance and Romo. So Romo better uh, show up. People are, all eyes are on him now. It really should be a vote of who was the best broadcast of that year and let him call the Super Bowl. Because like maybe Olsen and then someone else picks it up next year and all that. But it is a shame in the last one that we're not going to get Olsen this year. Yeah. Well, we're up against. Ooh, before we go to a break, how do you feel about the Hornets guy? The bro, you, you know the guy who's just like screaming and yelling during all the the basketball oh, for games. Like, sure, no, I have zero idea about this. All right, anyway, I wanted to. I'm I'm the only person that I've ever seen say a negative word about that guy. He just drives me up a wall. Mm. We'll do p- more play by play talk on the other side. This is one of two seventy ESPN. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements, afternoons four to six on one zero two seven ESPN. Listening to the Jeff and Ed Show on 1027 ESPN. We are back. This is the Jeff Ward and Ed Clemens Show. Welcome back to our little show. Jeff and Ed, not here, neither is Brandon on vacay for Brandon. So good for him. This is Jack. That's Sawyer. That's Garrett. We're talking all things sports here on the Worldwide Leader, 102.7 ESPN Austin. We've discussed. Some of the coaching hires, Seattle hiring the Seattle, uh, the excuse me, the Baltimore defensive coordinator Mike Mid- McDonald, getting a lot Mid- younger. Mid- 
I like that move for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Seattle team that's needing better defensive play. Yeah, and in flux. Uh, Gino's probably not the answer long term. I mean, no. Gino's definitely not the answer long term. He's a good quarterback. He was a really good story last he's year, a, but kind of fell flat this year. Yeah, we'll see uh, what's next for old Pete Carroll. Probably not much. He was one of the older coaches in the league, although yeah. always spry. Yeah. Always, he was with it, you know? Yeah, go I, have I'm, fun. I've it, always well, been a Pete Why not Carroll let fan, Pete go have fun in Washington until they build the new stadium and then completely rebrand the team and then ideally get some fresh blood in there? Why not? There you go. But uh, also Texans able to retain uh, the architects of that offense, so that's great for the development of C.J. Stroud and like for it. the development of uh, that team. Moving forward, I've Texas. been on the uh, corner though. Bobby Slowick is a fake sharp. Um, I will say, uh, you look at when the team was most down, we weren't scoring a lot of points in those games. We did not have CJ Stroud. So I do think it's more the player than the system. He's truly great. I think anyone that would have gone in there. Don't and, necessarily disagree. And but I'm not opposed to him staying. I do like the continuity. I think the continuity is great. But if he had left, it wouldn't have really hurt my heart in the it slightest. Got, it got a little silly in that game against Baltimore a few. Yeah. I mean, I mean there's certain you got to throw anything against the wall when you're not yeah. even getting in the red zone. But there's something about being a play caller and knowing when to dial up that trick play. And mm-hmm. it seemed like he was... Bobby was all sorts of out of rhythm yeah. when it came to Bobby out double, his triple, reverse, flea flicker. Yeah. But great for the Texans uh, who go in with a better draft pick. Beating <laughs> Cleveland, that was awesome. Yeah, the Texans, uh, everyone said at the beginning of that. You guys are idiots. You're only going to win five and a half games. Yeah, right, buddy. How about that division? But instead, the, the pick that they owe Arizona is one behind the Cleveland pick that they got in the Deshaun Watson Oh, trade. truly? Uh, yeah, that's how it shook out? It's, it's one. Okay, good. So good for the Texans. Um, got a lot of cap space, too. Yeah, $69 I would throw, million. I would throw money at Mike Evans. No. Not not with it? Nope. Too I don't. It, not that. I just, there's already too many mouths to feed. We have our guys, I would say, and Nico and Tank. Uh, who knows when Tank will be back. We could always draft a wide receiver need be. Where we need to throw the money irresponsibly is, first off, re-sign Grenard, re-sign Cashman. Grenard had a great year. Great year. Get uh, Go look at an offensive tackle, someone on the offensive line. Uh, maybe uh, definitely bring back Kaimi Ferber. Titus Howard just never on the field. Yes. If you want the sexy free agent, in my opinion... The one I would want, and ideally we can get him for a little bit of money and it won't cost an arm and a leg, Saquon Barkley. You going running back? I'm going running back. I do think uh, we could do some great things with Saquon on that team. Uh, we, we Look how great Devin Singletary was behind that line, but I don't think he's the answer. We That's where we truly became one-dimensional is when the Ravens realized, oh, you guys can't do anything running the ball. And I was shocked at how good he was just as a – you know, bell cow between the tackles back. Yeah, when it turned season, out Damian Pierce guy, yeah. wasn't going to be the answer because uh, I think Injuries. we should just fully move Damian Pierce to a kick returner. Uh, he is an incredible downhill runner, but uh, the guy can't find a hole if you handed him a shovel. And, uh, and I think tight end is also important. I think you got to either re-sign Schultz, Schultz or go draft somebody yeah, or, or hey, figure something out. Why don't we bring uh, Why don't we bring uh, Sanders from UT down there? That's I would make that just as a homer draft pick. 
I mean, Tavondre Sweat even. Take him. You, you know, those, line up the uh, defensive line. See that clip of Tavondre Sweat at the senior bowl practices today? Just manhandling Just someone? leveling dudes. Oh, love it. He's strong. And I mean, it's crazy that he's probably not even going to be the first Texas DT taken. Taken. It's gonna be I Byron know. Murphy. I've seen a few mocks that uh, had Byron Murphy going to, uh, to Houston. Wouldn't hate that. Wouldn't addressing hate it. some of the interior Wouldn't line it. stuff. I completely trust... Uh, Nick Casario, uh, I think he he's has hit dra- he's drafted very well, and so I think it's only the start. And knowing the fact that like we didn't really, really uh, mess up that trade last year to bring in Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud. Will Anderson looked fantastic throughout the year, even when he played hurt. Pro I mean, bowler, right? <laughs> did you know that the Texans have two rookie pro bowlers? Hey, baby. Everyone's a pro bowler, except when it's your guy, you get How, to push the narrative. I mean, I think it's it's there is a guy's rookie record for, for sacks, sacks, and he only played about half the games. Wow. I know. And uh, he didn't become a total shell of himself and disappear like a certain Jalen Carter did. Hey, man. Eagle stuff. Ah, and they're keeping Sirianni, too. We're yes. locked into that, right? Yes. Uh, what, what's they the brought Kellen Moore in. What's the case for it? Is the get, locker room I, didn't quit on him. It was a disconjointed year. Yeah, I mean, I it's one of these things where did. it's like... You have that heartbreak of the way you lose that Super Bowl. Everything is going to be a disappointment. I think when you look at teams the year after losing a Super Bowl, the Eagles didn't have the worst of it. And Just how much they fell off at the end they, of the they season. Did. They cratered. But that's what happens when you have a team that can't no longer run the ball because your offensive line is banged up. There's no doubting your quarterback's that. Banged up. Your quarterback's banged up. That takes that away. And then uh, your entire secondary has an average age of about 32. Those guys are going to get burned and then suddenly, guess why you can't run the ball? Because you're down scores and you got to throw it. They went through an insane gauntlet. They ran over 100-something plays in that uh, Buffalo game in the rain. And you look at what they had to go through there. It was Dallas. It was KC. It was Buffalo. It was Dallas again. And it's just like, what? Is, what is, these guys can't catch a break. But going and flaming out against Baker in the first round, I don't know. I I don't really understand the case for keeping either of those uh, <laughs> NFC, what is that, coaches. NFC East coaches yeah. with uh, McCarthy. But I know that that's, that's a... Jerry Jones thing. He doesn't fire people. Because he's going to play out the contract and then they're going to go get somebody else. They, they lost to really the Giants. They lost to the Giants by seven. They almost lost twice to I mean, the they, Giants. They they lost, those last two one. weeks, they com- just completely quit, I felt like. Yeah, I thought I they mean, were that, trying that to get That game healthy. against the Commanders, I mean. And Cardinals. Ooh. Cardinals rule. But that everyone knew their way to beat them. Run at them. And the Cardinals were incredible at that. Um, I do think it was a matter of like kind of Jerry and the ownership in Philadelphia were like, who's going to blink first and fire this coach? Because if if all of a sudden you have Sirianni out, you have uh, Mike McCarthy out, you have Ron Rivera out, and Brian Dayball's the last consistent piece, suddenly the Giants are looking like a favorite to win that division next year because you're bringing in continuity. Sure, there's the new coach theory where like one guy's going to come in and overperform. Times. Yeah, I mean, who knows what those idiots are going to do up in the, the Meadowlands there, but... Get new turf? Yeah, no, that's their only advantage is hurting other teams. Well, sometimes it comes back to bite you when you. It was an ACL for Danny Dimes, right? Yes. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it's weird for me right now for my whole life. Honestly, as a person who unfortunately was born this century, uh, I have seen more Texans playoff success than the Hell Cowboys. Hell yeah, baby! And, Hell and I mean, yeah. it, and and that success is winning a couple wild card games. Over in the divisional round. That's fine. I'm just like, be realistic about like. I feel like the Cowboys. You need to change something. Mm -hmm. Change something hard. And now you have to pay Dak. You have to figure out how much money you're gonna give Dak if you are gonna give Dak money. But not a lot of money there in Dallas too right now. And Diggs and Parsons and Pollard and 
It's tough. Martin. It's tough for Pollard Dallas ain't right getting now. a contract. If no. Pollard gets any money, it's they not going to be a lot after no. the season he just Derrick Henry, Dallas Cowboy. We got to take yeah, a break. We've been doing that. Listening to 1027 ESPN. We'll be back. We got one more hour. Back after this. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN.